Okay. So, hi, uh, I'm Sonia J. Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID. I'm creating a oral history in the form of a podcast, and I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a Black American, I'm a writer, and I'm a teacher. And I'm actually a fourth generation teacher. My mom is a retired teacher. My grandmother was a teacher. And also my great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica. Um, my mom is Jamaican-American and my dad was African-American and also Indigenous American. So I started this podcast during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories um, about loved ones or friends or acquaintances who they sadly lost to COVID. I wanted to know who were these Americans. And then I also wanted to hear from Black Americans who did not know anyone who lost their life to COVID and just to hear how they lived during the pandemic, how they felt about working from home or staying at home in 2020 and in 2021. So I'm really looking forward to talking today with a good friend of mine and asking her a few questions and just to hear her experience during COVID-19 pandemic. So hi, tonight. do you wanna introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Sonia. My name is Sanait Kasahun. I am a friend of Sonia's from um, many years ago and um, delighted to talk about my COVID experience and answer any questions you may have. Thank you. It's interesting. I think I majored in Spanish in college. Did you major in Spanish? I did. I did. I majored in Spanish and anthropology, but somehow we, we didn't have classes together, but uh, it's cool that we had that same, that in common. Oh, I didn't know you double majored in anthropology. Oh, I did. Yeah, I love that. Wow. I know. I loved it. It was it was such a great experience. Just the education we got was was incredible. Wow. And we both studied in Spain, but at different times. Like I studied in Barcelona, um, actually when I was in high school, and you were in Madrid, or where were you? Oh. I was in Cordoba in um, at co during college for my junior year, but I also studied in high school uh, briefly in Merida in uh, Western Spain. How nice. Oh, thank you. And oh, I was curious if do you identify as Black or Black American? And then also, what is your ethnicity? Yeah, so I identify as African American and um, my ethnicities are um, Eritrean, and that's on my father's side. He was born in Eritrea, which is a small country um, next to Ethiopia. And um, also he is, uh, has family that are from Ethiopia as well. And um, so we have family from both Eritrea and Ethiopia. And on my mother's side, um, my family is African-American. They, my, my mom's family are all from Georgia. And um, when she was six months old, she moved from Georgia to Detroit and grew up there. Oh, wow. My dad's side of the family, the African-American side, they were also from Georgia. And they intermarried uh, with indigenous Americans and migrated up north to Philadelphia. Uh, wow. Where did your mom migrate to when she left Georgia? 
Um, she she moved up to Detroit, Michigan. Um, my grandfather left. He was the first person in the family who left, and he went up from Georgia to um, find a job. And so he found a job um, working at a factory. I believe they made silverware. I don't I don't know if that was his first job, but he worked at a silverware factory for a really long time. Um, once he secured a job, he sent for the rest of my family. Um, and my mom and her siblings and my grandmother. And yeah, they made a wonderful life in Detroit and always kept their Southern heritage. And my grandfather grew vegetables in the backyard and, and they were farmers in Georgia. They both, both sides of the family owned land in, in Georgia. And one of the reasons that um, they wanted to move up North is that my grandmother didn't want uh, her children to experience some of the racism that they experienced. Mm-hmm but owning their own land put them in a unique position because they had a body of water on the land and some of the white um, white residents in their town needed to ask permission to come on their land to access the water. Wow. So um, and we still have uh, my grandfather's family's land and the family today down in Georgia. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that about you. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'd love to hear, I kind of want to dive into the, the, the planning a wedding during a pandemic. I'm so excited to introduce someone who got married during COVID-19. So can you just tell us about planning the wedding, having the wedding, and then going traveling on your honeymoon? Sure, sure. So um, it's interesting because my husband and I both come from cultures where people have huge weddings. So um, he's from uh, West Bengal, India. Um, my my father being from Eritrea, um, you know, it's, it's very common to have like a thousand person wedding back back in Eritrea. So um, we, you know, had to adjust everything during COVID and um, and make it small. At the time we started planning, there were only allowed fifty person gatherings in New York State. Um, so that opened up a little bit closer to the wedding, but we had already made our plans for just to have uh, 50 guests. So uh, really different than culturally, um, but it, it, it all worked out because, you know, it, it was um, really intimate and got us, gave us a chance to really spend time with, um, with family and friends who were there and uh, yeah, probably wouldn't have changed it. Um, wouldn't have changed it, but um Let's see, some of the challenges were just that things were changing all the time and you didn't know what the new requirements were going to be, if, if people were going to, um, if, if gatherings were going to be shut down altogether, if the pandemic took a turn for the worse. Um, it just so happened that our wedding was at the point when um, when things were declining a bit, the numbers were declining as far as COVID transmissions and right before Delta showed up on the scene. So it was kind of a really lucky time period when it was safe to gather, um, gather with folks. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah, the, the number of deaths were finally lower than the thousands a day. Yeah, before the Delta variant. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, one of my big fears was I didn't want to gather and put people at risk. Mm-hmm. So um, our wedding was planned to be outside. So we figured that would be nice and safe. But um, at the last minute, everything had to be moved inside. Um, and uh, but luckily, all of our guests had been vaccinated. So things were pretty safe. Oh, I love that. 
And then how was it traveling for your honeymoon? Were there extra precautions? Did, did it feel like normal? Um, it, it did feel normal for the most part. So we went on our honeymoon in Maldives, which um, as you may know, is the 24 hour total uh, travel time. So we, you know, had to wear a mask on the plane the whole time. Um, we we um, had to get tested before we left um, and get the results back in time. And then also tested one when we were leaving Maldives before we could fly back home. Um, but we stayed on a, at a resort in the Maldives that had been closed for maybe three months and they were just opening back up. So they were really happy to have guests back again. And people were so warm and welcoming. Um, and, you know, just, you could tell people were just happy that, that things had started to improve. Oh, I love that. So you yeah. had traveled before also during the pandemic or was that your first time traveling? Um, I had traveled before. Yeah. So we, um, we got engaged in Turks and Caicos. Uh, so we went there in October of 2019. And that's when, um, when Raja proposed and um, we had a wonderful time there. That was interesting because it was pretty early in the pandemic. And um, oh, actually, it's uh, sorry, October 2020, not 2019. Um, but uh people really weren't traveling that much then. So we would walk down the beach in Turks and Caicos and we'd be like the only people walking down the beach. So it was, it was pretty romantic, but also pretty, pretty strange oh <laughs> experience. Um, but then um, the third international trip we've done during the pandemic was uh, we went to Iceland in October of last year. So October, 2021, oh. and um, really enjoyed our trip in Iceland. And um, things were pretty they had such they had such low transition transmission numbers in Iceland and things were pretty normal people didn't wear masks that much um but it was it was a really beautiful experience wow I didn't know that about Iceland yeah yeah they had um they have such a small population but they had just really low rates and and high high vaccination rates and we actually didn't realize that we needed to get tested coming back to the states so we got to the airport and they were like um so where are your where are your covid pcr tests and we we're like oh we didn't realize we we needed one <laughs> so it was kind of you know scary moment because we were ready to board our flight but they said um you know this happens all the time we have a testing center government testing center like five minutes from the airport here's their card you can go there um take the tests and then you know within half an hour they'll email you your results and um, as long as the results are are good, you can you can board. Um, so it was really well organized, and it was all paid for by the Icelandic government. So oh, I was really impressed by their their system there. Wow! Oh. And did you have to wear a mask on the plane or while you were in Iceland? We did. Yeah, we we wore masks on the plane. Um, you know, we took it off while eating, but the the flight attendants were pretty. Um, you know, pretty pretty responsive about making sure people put their mask on when they when they weren't eating mm -hmm. so. wow. and I guess I just have two more questions I remember early in 2020 there's a lot of well actually I don't think the vaccine was around till 2021 but there's a lot of skepticism about it and I I ended up getting it because I I'm a teacher so it's a working person I needed to get it but I was wondering how you felt about the vaccine or if you felt skeptical or 
And if you don't want to disclose whether you got it or not, that's fine. But how did you feel about the COVID-19 vaccine? Um, I did get vaccinated um, in April of 2020. Um, and, or is, was it 21? I can't remember when it came out. Everything's like a blur with, uh, yeah. with COVID. <laughs> um, but whenever it came out, I got vaccinated in that April. And um, I, I, I didn't feel skeptical about it. I felt really, really happy. I just had so much anxiety around getting COVID. I had anxiety around my parents. Um, I didn't want to see them if I hadn't been vaccinated, my father has some health issues. They, they both have diabetes. My, my father's immunocompromised. So I, I just had a lot of fear. So they got vaccinated first and I was oh. so, so, so relieved um, just to know that they had some measure of protection. And, um, and then as soon as we could, uh, we signed up and got vaccinated and then I felt more comfortable seeing them. So I never had any skepticism about it. I was just honestly really, really happy, really relieved when the booster came around. I uh, got that as soon as I could. And um, knock on wood, I, I even almost hate to say it, but I haven't gotten COVID so far, um, which I'm really grateful for. And I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily because I'm vaccinated because I know a lot of people who are vaccinated who also got it. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't been totally in a bubble either. So right. I don't know. Not, I can't really explain, you know, why we haven't gotten it yet, but um, I do feel that it, you know, either way, we're pretty protected with the, the vaccinations. Oh, I love that. I love that you traveled, like you, you've been living your life despite the, the virus. Yes, yes. And that's not, not to say that things have always felt normal. Um, you know, we did make sure to travel, but there definitely were, you know, periods where I felt isolated, not being able to see my family and not seeing friends as often. And it really did, um, you know, it did, it did have an effect. Um, even not going into the office, um, there's a kind of lack, lack of routine that I felt, but um, I'm hopeful, hopeful for the future <laughs> now that things oh, are getting better. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was my last question about were you working from home, working in person? And are you working in person now that it's 2022? Um, I'm working uh, at home right now, but I do have the option of going into the office. Um, and then during most of the pandemic, I've, I have been working from home, um, sometimes with the option to go in, sometimes not. So I have gone in to, to my office here in Manhattan, um, you know, several times during the pandemic. Um, it was it, it wasn't, um, it was good to get out and about and, and just be out in the world a little bit, but it, it was, there were very few people there. So it was a little strange to be there and be one of the few people in the office. But I do look forward to going back now that I can go more regularly because um, I just think it's, uh, it's healthy and I like changing up my environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can. I, I didn't have a home office so like I literally was teaching like in the corner of a room so that the students only saw like plants so yeah that's tough yeah that's challenging um yeah it's uh we're definitely seeing into each other's lives more <laughs> with <laughs> being on zoom so <laughs> that's, that's interesting yeah and thank you so much I really appreciate your time tonight Absolutely. Thank you. I think this sounds like an amazing project and I can't wait to to hear more and listen to more.
Thank you. Yeah, it's really given me purpose. I'll definitely, I'll share the, the podcast with you so you can hear yourself. And thank you. Enjoy your dinner with your husband. Congratulations thank again. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks for being there and helping us celebrate. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, hope you have a wonderful evening and um, thanks so much again. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And I am Sonia J. Killebrew, and this is Black America in COVID.